thing that Perlman goes through and the beating up of Gemma and all that awful yeah. stuff to watch. Yeah. We got back from Ireland. That was a big ass season. Big season. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Kim Coates. And this is Theory. <laughs> I just want to know that we're saying, hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Oh, God, we are laughing before we come on. We're exhausted. Tell You're them why. Exhausted. What did you just say? The line you said, how do right I before, spell world? Yeah. If you notice the names on the Zoom are small worlds for the episode we're doing. And he just asked me, how do you spell world? No, so said, that's where we're at. Spell it. Is it wood, world? What the <laughs> fuck are we talking Small about? wood. <laughs> small wood. Am I wood or small? Which one am I, Theo? <laughs> so, so here we are. No, I was just saying to you right before we came on air. No, my son started uh, Little League. Kane started Little League. That's and, so uh, cool. It's so cool. And he's so into it. And, uh, you know, That's I only played so Little cool. League a couple of years. And then I started playing football. I went right to football, the Wee football. And that took up all my time. Um yeah, you were a big footballer. Yeah, big football guy. And and I only played Little League for a couple of years. But what's funny is when I was playing Little League, uh, there was an all-star in the Little League, like a true all-star. Kim Cuz? Kim Cuz? Is that his name? Nick Carmona. Mona. No, was it Nick? I mean, he, Our was, boy. He, was a, he was a giant among men. Literally, he was hitting like three, four home runs a game. Well, he's so a he's stud. Been, he was a stud. He's been... Uh, FaceTiming because Kane bats lefty and throws righty. So he's Oof, got that's yeah, that's, that's good. It's good. Yeah, he's got the George Brett thing going. Um that's really good. It's really good. And but but we Kansas also, City's Mona's favorite team. Speaking Kansas of Kansas City's Brett. Mona's favorite team. George yeah. Brett is his favorite player. But we were uh is we he teaching him over Zoom kind of thing or looking at us? Yeah, he's been teaching. He just sent him donuts for his bat to get his bat speed up. Remember, he's six years old. <laughs> oh, we're in Texas. He's not trying out for the Blue Jays tomorrow yet. Not yet. Okay. We're in Texas. They take baseball very serious. Serious, bro. Yeah, no hockey. No. No. Isn't there a hockey team close? Is what? there in the like, NHL? No. Yeah, the NHL yeah, team. Dallas. Oh, Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, yeah, Dallas. The North yeah. Stars, right? No, they're just called the Stars now. They were the Minnesota North Stars when you were little, a yeah. little guy. Yeah. And they went out of the league and now they've come back as just the stars. Who was that blonde dude who was super famous? He had like the spiky hair. He played for Dallas. He was amazing. Uh, he was super famous, like in the Gretzky era. Uh, can't remember, but they play in such a beautiful rink there, the American Airlines Center. It's going to drive me crazy. Have you been inside there? Have you seen the basketball inside Dallas? I've never yet? been to Dallas. My wife goes oh. all the time. No, I haven't been. Um, I haven't really been anywhere. I haven't been to Dallas. Oh, no, no, no. You've been everywhere actually. i've been everywhere i just haven't been anywhere <laughs> just you know, been anywhere but you know what that means like i was just saying this to someone i've been everywhere but right. i haven't been anywhere yeah no you know, that's that's a great line bro the, you and i i can you say like line. you and i have been to australia but have we really been to Australia? yeah yeah well i actually have because i've been there three yeah times. you've been but, there. but the for time me, you and i went no 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 six no. cities in like seven days boom i see hotels yeah. I see when I go film, I don't really see cities. How I'm much fun there. do you and I have when we actually get the opportunity, like we did in Paris, to spend an afternoon or an early evening walking? Oh, just I love walking. It. That's why I run every day. It was amazing. Yeah. I run every day so I can hopefully at least absorb a part of the city. Like when we were in Australia, as an example, we were in Perth, we were in Adelaide. I'd get up and go for that early morning run. Yeah. yeah so at yeah. least I can say, Oh, that's there's a cleaners down there. There's a restaurant down yeah, there. Like at least great. I've seen the streets. I've great. seen the city. The I do it. that everywhere I am. So I can feel for even if a moment I'm part of it, because at least and you know this, especially with the independent films, they try to put all your stuff together to block shoot it, like get everything Every day. together. Yeah. yeah. So Which, if and like, we love that, but it's a lot of work. You know, we love it. But if they're like, hey, you're on the film, you know, at this point in our career, it's like, oh, you're on the film for 16 days. It'll be 16 days in a row, not counting, you know, the two days you have off. Right. And in those days, you're just trying to catch up. Right. Back in the old days, I remember I went 
uh, I was doing this really horrific movie called The Informers uh, with, uh, that I was really excited for. It just turned out had a, it's just a really weird film. In Uruguay. Yeah. It was in Uruguay. And I only worked three days on the film, but I was there for three months. No. Yeah. What no. Yeah, because it was cheaper for them to keep me in Uruguay. Holy so Christ. I flew in. I worked the first day. Then I worked the last two. So for three months, I'm sitting in Uruguay like, okay, uh, what are we doing here? <laughs> you drinking a lot? Were you reading books? Were you, uh, like, yeah, I was a mess. I, I was a mess. I actually lost uh, one of my friends. I became really tight. You would, it's a link to you somehow. Check it's not out. Brad. That yeah, Brad. Renfro. Brad Renfro. Him and I became. That was the movie. That was the movie. Oh, you've talked about that to me in the past, man. Yeah, we got so tight. He was battling. He had been sober a year. Um, I felt for that kid. I really was sorry. You did the client with him. I did. That was his first movie. He was like a child. He was 10, 11. He was fucking incredible in that movie. Well, Joel Schumacher went to, you know, Warner Brothers and basically said, because they wanted, um, what's the kid from Home Alone? That kid, that star? Mm -hmm. Manny. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. They wanted him. And Joel said, no, you need to give me a month and I will find this boy. He needs to be no one. It doesn't need to be a star. He needs to be real. And Joel went to Memphis. He went to New Orleans and he went to this incredible. He had no, no parents, Brad. He was at a, a delinquent. His grandparents raised him. His mom and his grandparents raised him. That's right. And he was at this little delinquent center. He was like 10, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And, and freaking Joel met him and he just came out and Joel said, let's just talk. And the kid was going, you know, what are we talking about? Like, what am I doing here? Like, what's, what's this all about? But this is kind of cool. He got the fucking part. And he oh, just, he's fucking amazing. He nailed it. He was unbelievable. He, and then he was incredible in Sleepers too. Um, so he oh, was God, an, an right. incredible, incredible actor, uh, very troubled. And we met and became as tight as two people can be. Oh, geez, Rossi. Tough. And he was battling tough. it. He mm. was battling it. And so we had these plans where I was like, because I was going through it, man. I was really going through it. And and he, uh, is this 2006? No, four, maybe four, oh, six. Four or five, six. Six. Just before Sons, two years Just before Just before Sons. And I said to him, I had put him on the phone with my mother, with Mary Jane. And he was, and I was like, listen, for Christmas, You'll come home to New York with me. You'll see, you'll be around a bunch of crazy motherfuckers, family. You'll eat a ton and you'll see what kind of like that's like. Cause he had never really experienced that. And he had gotten caught up again in Uruguay. He started partying again. And, um, and I would check on him when we got back to LA and then he died in January. He never made it to New York and he, uh, he OD'd and him and I, I, I was, I used to wear it every day. I don't wear it and I don't wear anything anymore is um, we had bought these two like uh, necklace pieces and he, he had one, I had one. And it was just to like, kind of remember the moment that we were in Uruguay doing nothing and we didn't speak the language and we were there for three months. And, but I think that that movie was super detrimental to him because I think he had too much time on yeah. his hands. And when you're newly sober, like time is a, a, a horrible enemy because especially boredom, he needed more activity and he wasn't getting it. And there was no one really looking out for him. He was just having a hard time. And listen, the truth is Hollywood's a rough place for, for, for young actors who kind of yeah. make it young. Um, not a lot of guidance. His, his uh, grandparents or whoever it was, I think had somehow shiced an amount of his money or something. There was something going on where he was just in a really, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I never, yeah, I I don't know. know. His late teen or early twenties. I didn't didn't see him. I didn't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the full story, but you know, the truth is uh, it's show business, man. And it is, it is, uh, it it kicks the shit out of some, some, uh, some people. And you and I, one of the things I was just telling somebody recently, I think that one of the real benefits you and I have had is like, one of our favorites ever, Paul Newman, is it's just a job. Like it's yeah. nothing more than a job. Like we literally get there, do the best we can. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's 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 in, it's out. We're not there for all the the nonsense and all the other stuff. And I think that that that's a rarity. Most people that I see are so absorbed with it, with all of it that comes mm. with it—the premieres, the parties, the mm. 
the look at me, the look at me, the, you know, please tell me I'm great. The the whole thing. And you and I have kind of always been like, we're just going to be the best we can. And we're going to walk away. Oh, I'm not even joking. Those, those big premiere nights gave me anxiety, man. I, oh, they're horrible. I, I mean, I mean, and, and we don't want to complain and we're not because we're on a big hit show and all these movies you and I've done. I mean, the premieres are very special for a lot of people, but they, they're not joking when they say, if you do drink, you should have a glass of wine in that limo. That's right. before you, like if you do like Diana, my wife, she would have a glass of wine or maybe two because it is flash bulbs. It is on. And, yeah, and a lot of people jockeying, people. everybody's jockeying a little. It's like a weird, like kind of energy of like, oh, who's uh-huh. being interviewed and who's we had it. We had it pretty good on Suns because, man, we were all in it together. We really were. Like, you and I did everything together. Everything. Tommy would always be on our back shoulder. Yeah. Booney was in a good mood. We would attack each other on the carpet. Oh, uh, football, tackle. People, we didn't, I, I don't think we took it too seriously either. Like we kind of, we were, we, were, we, were the, we, we embraced that kind of outlaw of Hollywood thing. But I was always happy when the night was over just because it was, anyway, Hollywood. Yeah. Renfro. Yeah. I mean, so Renfro. Hollywood. Hi. Um, okay. Here hi, we man. Are. So hi, here man. we are. Uh, but point is what I was going to tell you, which was cool. Cause right before this, we were talking about our friend, Sergeant Major Glenn Vila. Uh, Cause we. <laughs> <laughs> Come, on. Come, Come on. on. Come on. Come on. Theo. Come on. Come on. We met him when we were in Iraq. Uh, and. Uh, that guy, man, he broke the mold. He was he broke so the mold amazing. for sure. And uh, you and I had stayed at his house <laughs> in Fort Hood. And uh, what if, what if, I can't even go into it. It's so funny. But I was thinking about him because we had our own room. It was really cute. <laughs> a lot of carpet. There's a lot of carpet. <laughs> a lot of carpet. And there might have even been a gunshot that went off in the backyard one night. There I'm not might sure, have been but... a couple of gunshots. <laughs> Fucking A. I came down like the the like the substitute teacher. What is going what on? What is going on? Come on, Theo. Uh, come on. So but we were at my son's baseball practice. Uh, All right, baseball. Ever. Let's tie this up with baseball. That's, that's how it started. And yeah. four Blackhawks in formation flew over. Wow. And everybody just stopped. And you know all about those things. And I got the biggest, most beautiful, loud helicopters, man. They don't fuck around. What a sight to see! Like no see them in formation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they just went in a four, like a diamond formation, and were just going through and went over us. And everyone stopped. And I, you know, I told Kane, I said, I've been on one of those. You know, when goddamn right you were. Yeah, and and you weren't just on one; you literally had to jump out of one. When you I actually attacked. was on a little little bird. It wasn't the black. Oh, hawk, you weren't on the black. I was on a little, uh, not in, not a black hawk down. Fickner was, Eric was. I was on a little bird, which is even more exciting. So I was on the outside of the helicopter. Can you tell everybody quick before we get into the interview the uh, about? I mean, the review about that story when you guys were hooked in and all that. Yeah, just in a, in a real quick nutshell. So Ridley Scott goes, Kim, are you sure you want to be on the outside? You, you feel comfortable, Kim? Uh, we can, I said, yeah, I do. I do. No problem. So on the day, cost so much money. We had a million cameras. It was all real time. And Lee Van Arsdale, our, our technical advisor, who was in Mogadishu in 1993, said to me, all right, here's the deal. The two pilots, me and an and a, a real ranger were uh, like I had three rangers on the outside of the helicopter and me and inside was the real pilots, obviously. And I was hooked on with a sea hook. And I said to Lee Van Arsdale, when these things touch down and the guys have to get off right away, because that's what little birds do. They touch down and they take off right away. They, they dump these four guys in an alley on a rooftop somewhere small. They can do all that shit. And I, and he said, the only way that you, you really die is the guys can't get the sea hook off. And then everyone has to stay until the ranger gets himself out of the. So I, I remembered that. And I was told by the head stunt guy, no matter what you do, you do not unhook early. You do not unhook early, no matter what. So I had one, uh, one little test, little flight the day before. And they showed me where we were going to land. And they said, when you get to this Pepsi sign, on the top of this building, you can see it on your left-hand side. We're going to veer to the right. We're going to land in 18 seconds, 18 seconds. Wow. Next day, here we go. I remember everything. I see the sea hook. I'm, I'm practicing it. I got my M16. We take off. We're live. I'm going one minute in the movie. One minute. It was actually one minute. It's all real. And then it happened, Theo, where this beautiful little, little bird veered to the right. There's the Pepsi sign. And I reached over and I unhooked. <laughs> I was free <laughs> as a fucking bird and I'm hooking on with my feet on the bottom 
uh, the things that land, that land on top of the building or, or on the road and these pontoons. And I'm hooking on. I've got my finger always on the trigger. You never take it off. It's always on, on standby. Anyway, we land. I got off that, that thing as fast as you did in football practice. I ran to my spot. The first AD was there. I had a couple of lines. I jam in the movie. My, my, my firearm jams. I play that whole thing out. Play that whole thing out. We go down through the buildings. Everyone, Orlando Bloom's falling from a helicopter. It all freaking worked. And the only way we knew it was over was this. The siren went off. And we were all looking at each other. Tommy Sizemore, all of us, Ewan McGregor, we're all like kind of within earshot. So, and I'm standing there and I see in the distance the head stunt guy walking. And he's kind of walking faster. And he's walking really fast. And we're all so happy. And he comes right up to my face. And he goes, did you unhook early? Did you unhook early? And I went, no, I did not. That was great. That was so great, Coachy. You got off that thing so quick. I went, no, I, that's the best lie I've ever told in my life. Oh, my God. And you think about it. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm such a giant fan of that film, but like the adrenaline that must have been pumping through you in that. All moment. I said is don't fall. That would be a bad deal if you fell. And I wasn't good. I felt very comfortable. They call it a John Wayne seat. They're flat. Cowboy. It's called yeah. Cowboy. Anyway, that's that. Yeah. And we and we'll see one in this episode we're about to talk to. When you're involved in these big things where you really know in your head, you're like, you might only have one shot at this. Or hey, listen, with the effects and the blood, or this is gonna happen. Like, you got to do this oh right. My God, that's so and, true. And everybody's moving so fast because everybody's got their own thing. And you you're just sitting there because you're the one who has to do it, and you go. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I got, I got it. I got it. <laughs> and and all you're thinking is, okay, so throw the acting out. Like I, I might not remember this nope. line, and I might not get this. Doesn't matter. Let me make it's sure. About I the get blood this. spurt. It's about yes. this. It's about rounding the corner. Whatever you're going to talk about. Fuck. I, I like this episode. Did you like this episode? Oh fuck, I loved it. I did too. I got it. this. Is two in a row. I don't think we've ever put two in a row together like this. I um, do too. I I agree with you, Rossi. I freaking loved it. This has put season five, which I thought became like a bit of a forgettable season in my mind. Like seven is always seven. Three was, you know, the ending was so fantastic. Mm -hmm. One and two are just so incredible. I think I, for some reason, five, maybe it's because of my character. I don't know, but five always seemed slightly forgettable for me for a minute because you had such this, like you had this, and when I mean forgettable, I mean the middle of the season. Like I know the beginning obviously was incredible with you and your daughter. Then there was the Venus stuff, but then I always kind of forgot what happened in the middle. You know what? Fair enough. And, And again, it's funny that I'm talking to you right now or we're doing this show right now, but for me, four was more you for me. Five was more Tig than you. So four and but, five. But together. only, but it was, it was this, but t- no, because Tig has always been like, you had the stuff with Stephen King. You had the yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, but first that's fine. Thing. That's, then that's fine. That was season three, actually. But no, and that's yeah. fine. But four and five, when Pearl doesn't, be, you know, the whole thing that Perlman goes through and the beating up of Gemma and all that yeah. awful stuff to watch and you and going to kill you and yeah. Tommy. Yeah. You got back from Ireland. That was a big ass season. Big season. This one, we're killing Opie. And I'm allowed to say this. It was the yeah, big show. Yeah. What we're killing? What? That people's minds got blown. Bring in Venus. What? And now Perlman's. Well, anyway, let's get in. I love, I love, and we're going to get right into it right now. I love that this season is what I've always wanted Sons to be. It's more uh-huh. contained. It's more contained. Uh-huh. It's more about so the club. So far it is, man. That's right. Yeah. It's more about the club. We're not focusing on all these other people, like all these other things. We're oh, like right. literally focusing on Tig and Jax and Clay and Jude. Like we're we're talking about club you're right. guys. You're right. And the only like the only thing, and you and I have talked about this, is the oddness of Jax being president, right? But but I gotta tell you, I did think Ronnie got sidelined in my head a lot, but no, he's he's Got some really great stuff, especially in these last few episodes, and especially oh, in this. And he's turned into such a dink. He's such a dick. I mean, he at the end of this episode, which we'll get to in about forty-eight minutes from now, it is just 
fucking horrible. Yeah. So listen, we we open up. It's a direct cut from the last episode. Rarity, by the way, we don't do it a ton. It's something. No, we don't. Later. We don't. Gemma comes stumbling in. She fell asleep. We did see her sleeping. We did see Jax find Tara sleeping. And now we're going to go on this direct cut. Tara's letting Gemma back in slowly, right? We're getting, we're starting to see their relationship come back. I was a little surprised that Gemma's hair looks so good after sleeping on that couch. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Like, I'm looking at hair all the time. You know that yeah, about me, yeah. Rossi. I'm you're, a hair guy. You're a hair guy. And I you're thought, eh, how about that makeup not make it quite in that yeah. hair department? But in her defense, she fell asleep sitting up. In like a recliner. And she never moved for eight hours. In a recliner. She might not have moved. And and, and yeah, and, and and Abel never moved off. No. No. No one or, moved. Or Thomas. I guess it's Thomas. Anyway. Thomas. Ahead, and yeah. and and then we do see in the paper, we find out that Roosevelt's wife was shot. Right. We see that right away in the paper. Yeah. So we're we're good. We now know that this is going to be a big part of this. Um Jack's with Pope in the car. Uh I gotta tell you something that people don't know. Car scenes, and you know this, especially in the back of a car, yeah. are really interesting. The reason I say interesting, you don't really, you can't do anything but talk. Your arms can't move really. Your legs can't move. You're just kind of the cameras are here. Oh, they're right. And, and this ain't like, you know, on the waterfront anymore where everyone's like, they're smoking cigarettes. No. no, no, no. There's none of that. You're just yeah. talking. Just dialogue. And did and you know? Did you notice how the boys have all new bikes now? They all have new bikes out there. They're all I those did. big ass fucking Harleys now. Those wide glides. Those not those those you know those bigger bikes that that Ryan drove and Charlie. Well, even well, Bobby loves them. Bobby those loves electric them. glides, yeah. whatever they are. They're they're big. They're beautiful. They're baggered baggered out. Anyway, but that you was know cool. what, but you know what I you know what I liked about this is I think that when you contain actors like that in a very small space and you just focus them on the dialogue, uh. They're really good scenes. And that was. Oh, a really I, good I, scene. I agree. It was a really good scene, except until the very end. You know why for me? Pope goes, you're a very impressive young man. And I went, well, hang on a second. He's our president. He's my boy. I'm his boy. We're all in this together as sons. But really, how what have we done that's impressive? Mm. Really? I mean, I know what he means. Yeah, I mean, what has he done? Is he just talking uh, about the, how he continues the drug yeah, trade? Yeah, and, and how he's bringing it all together. And Clay's not the president anymore. And Jax is a young guy. And he's just very impressive. So that's what he means. So we get to Unser with Roosevelt. And, oh, yeah, at the um, hospital. Yeah, and Unser, you know, again, I think this we, we're going to always show. Hey, listen, here's the deal. There's a couple of characters on that show that had humanity to them. Uh, Opie was obviously one. Juice had a certain yep. amount of inhumanity that we yep. would touch the audience with. And Unser. Unser's a good guy. No Regardless doubt about of, it. No he's doubt done about some it. stuff. He's a good guy. He's done something. He, it's What a conflicted character, right? He's a good guy. Such a great character. Such a great character. So well written. And he wants to offer his help to Roosevelt. And then we find out she died. And it's I, I was, terrible to watch. I was so sad, man. I, mean, so I knew sad. she went, but it's so I sad. didn't know. I thought it was the baby. Well, I thought it was the baby early too when they were trying to save her in that either last episode, but she's gone, man. So I and, thought he was going to walk in and they were going to go, you lost the baby, but you can talk to her now. And yeah. then when I saw them cross her arms and pull all the stuff out, I went, wait a second, she died? Gone. Fuck. Way to go, home invasions. Way to go. How'd that home work invasions. out for you? So now this is where I'm confused. Clay's recovering with the doctor. The doctor tells him he's A-OK. So maybe you can give me some insight. You're, sure. out of the, you're out of the penalty box on this. Sure. Why is he faking being healthy? Because. Why? He wants Because he wants everyone to think that he's on the down low. Because he's going to make a lion charge back into this whole thing. Clay is oh, still got to read the thing. He even lies to Juice. He lies to everybody. Yeah. Clay, I just went, Clay is lying, 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 lying to everybody. But there was a moment when he fucking at, at that, when he goes, you don't need this anymore. We starts to walk out like a fucking lion. And then he puts it on. Oh, I'm so sure. I so, okay. So he's doing that to pretend that he's weak 
Like a fighter pretending he's weak. Correct. Until he's okay. ready to strike. Okay. So now this is one of my favorites. Again, we've said it a bunch. I'm going to say it again. It's a fucking verbal gunfight between two old slingers, him and Unser yeah. on that couch. And yeah. they're just, they both know what's going on. They both know what's happening, but they're just fucking giving it to each other. No, and, and they argued it to each other as they always did. And at the very end, I said, they, they ain't real buds anymore. These two really aren't buds anymore. That whole friendship, they've known each other since high school, or pri- public school, whatever it's been, and the whole John Teller thing. And then Clay gets with Gemma and Unser secretly in love with her all this time. The point is, it's fucking over. The friendship is really, really on the outs. And it, it was but always a good scene with those two. And then uh, we see Gemma walk in the fucking kitchen and she's got a friend waiting for her. <laughs> okay. Like, was it just me or did Carla look like a mannequin? Like, I, I didn't she, know what was happening. I had no I idea. I thought she was a mannequin. I thought it she was, was so still. I don't she know who directed. She didn't move. No. And it move. scared the fucking bejesus <laughs> right out of me. Well, Tig scared of dolls to begin I'm with. I'm scared of dolls anyway. Can't so imagine I, mannequins. Kim Coates, I was through the roof when I watched this episode. Shit. I used to work in a uh, uh, a woman's clothing store uh, when I was a teenager. I used to be a stock boy. And uh, it was a place called Canadians <laughs> in the mall, right? So I don't know. It's called Canadians? Yeah, it was called Canadians. What it was the in Staten Island Mall. It was called Canadians. I and love it. Great name, by the way. Great name. And, uh, <laughs> you know, there was just one of these like retail clothing stores. And I used to be the stock boy in the back. And it was all women who worked there, all older women. And uh, here I am, this teenage, you know, young buck just trying to make a dollar. Pretty boy. You're Pretty boy. Like yeah. That little football player boy. But I'll never forget. There was the stock room, and then there was a room full of mannequins, <laughs> like just all mannequins, like 50 mannequins. And I would walk in the back, and I'd walk in there and go, this is so fucking weird. This is so weird. <laughs> weird. That's TIG. That would be a great TIG scene if he walked into a closet or a, or a warehouse full of mannequins. What would he do? Yeah, no, it's too much for him. It was so, too much for him. So she's there. It's fucking creepy. She surprises her, scares the shit out of me. We cut right away from that and we go, we're at the table. This is a really interesting scene. I I have to decipher in my head why Juice was so pro clay. He was having like a really like big. Now I know why Tig was. You made that agreement with Jax in the prison. We yeah. get that. But this scene really is going to show us that the sides are being drawn. Right, like this is I, who's with who, and this is who's with who. I, 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 I didn't play the guy, Juice, because you did. Yeah, but I fucking love that because for me, it's you standing up for. I'm tired of the drugs. I'm tired of the fucking gunshots. I'm tired of Clay not being president. I'm, I'm going to support Jacks all the way because I'm a club guy. But no more drugs. I'm out. I'm out. Right. Can we play baseball? You're starting to fucking go, son. Like you're. But a- this is where it gets confusing because if Jax really was the guy who got him in, I understand that Clay. The way I played it was Clay filled the void of his father, right? He was a father figure to Juan yeah. Carlos, which you know I understand. But Juice is really having this time where he just wants to back Clay, and then obviously all these nomads are backing Clay. Um, and then everyone else, including Tig, is Team Jax, right? I have to, well, I have to be. You have to be. You just said it. I made a bond with him in prison. That's it. So the sides are shown. Everybody leaves. And then Bobby's going to give him that talk. Okay, can, I, can I just say in there, the great thing for me is I realized, I realized this a while ago, but when Clay was president, and now when J- Charlie's president, Jax, you notice when he bangs the gavel? Rarely does not just one guy stay and go, can I have a word? Can I have a word? Can oh, I? Yeah. Always, every single time. And this time it was Bobby's turn. Always. So, yes. Jax is always hanging back for meetings. Always. Clay always hung back. Well, they all hang back for somebody. Anyway, it was like, uh, oh, and did you notice that Clay noticed the mark? 
on uh, one of the nomads on, on, yeah and i forget his name i think his name in real life is chris um could be i you know he wasn't with us very long those i don't boys are with us such a short time yeah but he noticed that bandage right away and again right there this, right there on the neck this is all leading up to that ending that's coming so yeah tara again did i miss something in the other episode where they told her to go talk to otto yeah they didn't really t- tell her but she was listening she was part of that conversation and everyone was going who's gonna who can get to him who, we can't get to him we can't get to him Tara goes, I can. Oh, okay. I missed it. And she fucking, what? She's going to go see Otto yeah. trying to, to, to get him to change some shit about this whole Rico thing. I forgot about this entire storyline. Yeah, me too. So I forgot about that. Um, and then she does that whole thing. He, it, it kind of, a, I know she wants to meet with him. So whatever. Um, we're not at the point where it gets weird, right? She just not yet. She just says, I want to talk to Otto Delaney, Otto Delaney, and then we wait. We leave her there in prison and we go to and then we go nearer. Well, Anser pulls up in front of Gemma and Clay's house. And I realized, you know, I Gemma lives in an apartment. No, no. No. They he pulled up in front of Gemma and Clay's house. And I and I realized we've never really I don't remember. But that wasn't a house. It was an apartment complex. Oh, it was an apartment complex? I don't know. Yeah, Maybe it- that threw me off. So oh. I, I, please help us out with this. If you go back to that scene where Unser's on the outside and he sees Nero walk in. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking it about. It looks like an apartment complex. I got to watch it again. Yeah, you, me too. You know, I'm not going to. Because it was kind too. of in the, you know, it was kind of like in the, there's trees and shit. Oh, it's like an it. apartment complex. Okay. Well then, fuck, bro. And if that's the case, I would did not think that Clay and Gemma live in an apartment. They don't. I mean, come on. First of all, Carla, the mannequin, fired a gun. That's one shot. There's going to be much so more. So if it's an apartment, it's everyone apartment, heard The it. cops are coming, aren't they? Yeah. Aren't they? Come on. So somebody send a screenshot of Please. that so I don't have to watch the episode. Please. The answer's outside. If, um, if I, I mean, I'll watch it again because I did watch it. Um, okay. So she she... Unser's like, and again, here we go. Unser's fucking butthurt because he wants Gemma and him to, you know, be in this relationship. So we cut to Nero walks in and she wants to see them together. So we're about to get into creepy world here. So, and Carla does that slanted gun thing. Yes, I hate that. Can you? Can you explain to me why we do that? Why was that? A, is that it's a, a thing? gangster thing? No, it's a it's a gangster, it's a gangster thing. It is. It's it's equivalent to it's. I remember seeing that in New York in the God, the eighties. Anyone who had a gun would they did the sideways thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that. You did I that think it was. Well, I, I think it was. Perpe- yeah, it's perpetuated in, and I mean, and you would literally do it like you bend your arm and like yo yo yo, and it's almost like an antagonizing thing. It absolutely makes no sense in an actual gun. You know, if you and I we know how to shoot guns, it makes no sense in that aspect. Um, but it's a thing. Okay. So yeah, you so, said that before, and I'm glad that you reminded me. Yeah, it's just a weird thing, and there she is. Creepy. Calling her sweet brother. Creepy. And he had, you know, and he had a gun in his back. Of course he did. Wait, not they're not there yet. Okay, She's just ahead. telling him they want to do this. So now we go Jack's meeting with all the leaders. Ah, uh, okay. Love this episode. Don't love this scene. Can I tell you why? I don't I don't like it either. Are they going for comedy here or something? What were they trying to do? I don't know. But the Asians and the Mayans and the Niners were all meeting up and we're all Stupid. trying to get along. The only thing that was great, and I, I swear, more than anything, I should probably go to sleep with it. When Emilio goes, Essie, Essie, when Emilio says it, yeah, it's the most, it's like butter on, on. Oh, toast. he is. Listen, he could do no wrong. In no, story. no, never, never, not one. So, and he's got that character down to a science. He keeps the octaves at a certain. It's, it's level. unbelievable. It's unbelievable. There's a calmness to it. Again, we've watched, if you equate it to like a viper, we've seen him strike sometimes. But 
Mo, you know, Mo was playing his character very fidgety. And then Kenneth was kind of like laughing. And, you know, he's always got that crazy hair. And then Jax does that like throwaway joke line, which is like, we should do this more often. It was kind of stupid. So the whole thing was stupid. I get it. It was stupid. Um, fine. We actually could have talked about it, that it went down. We didn't actually need to see it. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. And then then August Mark shows up and gives him uh, someone's address. And uh, pretty amazing what's about to happen here, because this gets fucking. I forgot until I, until until August, uh, Billy Brown, you know, gives that goddamn note. And I went, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? Back in the previously on, which was one of the most violent previously ons we've ever seen. There was a cut to that guard in the previously on. I went, why are we cutting to the. Yeah, why are we showing? Why, why are we showing the guard? Uh-huh. Right there, baby. I remember for some reason we were filming that scene. I wasn't there, but I had worked that day on something else. I don't know why I was there, but I was there alone. Or At the house? I was like on the streets. I think they might have filmed that. No, no. Day. I'm saying that you were on the streets for sure. You must have was there. something with Ron. Yeah, I think it was the van part that's coming up so. where he goes, all so. right, mom, you know. No, mom. I think that's right. Yeah. So I was leaving. No, Promo was there too. You were both there. Yeah. You guys were all working because it was day. We were there at night. So we came in. Early. Always, you remember always they always there. bring you in early. 14 hours. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in my trailer for like a good five hours. And I'm like, what the fuck? Let's go see what the lads doing? are doing. Let's go see what they're doing. And... uh We'll get to that scene. Yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. Okay. So um, Carla goes to watch and she says, I can want I, you can to I, go. Can, can yeah, I please just, tell me what's going on. Can I just say, I wrote down, it's the weirdest scene I've ever seen. S-C-E-N-E-S-E-E-N. It's the weirdest scene I've ever seen. Without a doubt. What the fuck are we getting away with on... She says to him, to her, you, naked. He does. Boom. Buns out. And they're naked. Oh, and they are naked. Yeah. And she's got. 10 o'clock FX Tuesday night. (laughs) And she's got the gun out and. Go down on him. She says, go down on him. Half sister says, go down. What? I want you to suck his dick. Getting creepy. I'm so creeped out at this. Creep out. What the fuck? He's crying. Gemma's crying. Nero finally says, I've had it now. Gets up naked. He's going, I guess, baby. And then, and Gemma's starting to silently scream. Can't do it. Can't do it. I'm freaking out at this point. I have no idea what's coming up. I forgot about this. He turns around, says, shoot me in the fucking back. Then he walks up, says, shoot me in the chest. And then... Within a swoosh of a moment, <laughs> like a literally, swoosh. I like, haven't heard oh, that word in a while. Like a swoosh, she goes, I just wanted to see something before pop pop. I went, No pop pop, gone brains everywhere. What, what the fuck just happened? Please tell me they don't, they don't, they don't live in 9D in an apartment complex because well, this we're is... going to know that soon because that's a lot of gunshots in 9D that just oh, happened. Gunshots. And even if they live in a house, do they live on a farm like I do? Because there was a lot going on. Riding through that, this world. Yeah. You better be on a farm. <laughs> All the gunshots. Fucking hell, that scene. And then I just, when she hit and their reaction and I was like, here we go. Sons of Anarchy, 10 o'clock, Tuesday night. Going to fuck you up. It's going to fuck you up. Boy, we can sure say that, hey? I mean, there were some of the weirdest scenes. It's going to fuck you up. things ever. Yeah. People Water cooler. Water cooler. Water cooler. See what happened last night? You see what happened? You see that crazy, crazy mannequin fucking shot herself in the face? (laughs) That's what happened. That's the conversation the next day. Holy shit. So now we get to Unser. He's checking out the crime scene. They must have let him in. He's still got, you know, kind of carte blanche with the department. And they let him go. And he's in there. So now we just see him kind of looking around. We know he's getting a little deeper. And now we get to the prison guard. And before you tell me everything that happened to me, just from an outsider, 
in a version, the old TIG is back because that he's messed up. He's messed up. I love, I, and I hate to say that because I don't, I don't really love violence. No, none of us propone, we don't promote violence ever. But just the speed and the efficiency where TIG was like, it's not going to be a problem. It's not a problem. That's without, TIG. Without, without even that, That's that, TIG. that, that is 2008 TIG Traeger. Shoot first, think later. Shoot first, think later. Yeah, no, there's no problem here. So tell and, me about and, this scene. Well, you know, it, it was before it, the globe. Tell me everything before it with the woman. Yeah, before the globe, it. I'm just going to say that it's always just so weird when it's daylight. Yeah. We've got all these hoodies on and we're all trying to be, but once you are not masks on you're killing someone you're killing someone and then we were just told by august marks that the wife is never home during the day and out of the fucking blue wife turns up oh that's a problem boom not anymore so going back to your earlier statement we had one shot with that great little actress who played the wife one shot and so it was make sure the gun was at the right time three two one and then the special effect goes up she had to fall it all had to be timed. We rehearsed, rehearsed. Boom. One take. Got it. And you know why it was great? Because there's blood now all over the wall. We've had a, we would have had to have redone the whole thing. And she was great. And she fell. She didn't hurt herself. So we got that part done. And then it got to, you know, Jack's. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll get there. I will tell Bye. you that you're, you, you hit on something that's very odd, right? Why is it with the psychological minds of human beings that violence in the daylight seems different it, right? it does it just does because there's kids out in the street because yeah. they're going to pick up children from school i don't know man nighttime everyone's in bed they're on their own you know a little bit more anyway yeah, and i guess we've always associated that bad things happen at night and yeah there you go this, what they say nothing good happens after two in the morning you know it's like all this kind of stuff that people say which i'll disagree with but people would say nothing good it's like i used to love your stories what you yeah, do people say nothing good happens if, if two in the morning i used to be like life actually happens starts at two in the morning um but but that there's this weird thing. So I really love that they chose the daytime for it. I, I, I guess I did too. And the reason why they chose the daytime is because they were told the wife's never home in the day. Okay. So just clear up something for me. They're in August sure. Marx's car. Uh-huh. Where's the bikes? Uh, where are the bikes? Did you say? Did you guys just get dropped off there or you come back later? Oh, if you think I have any recollection of how we just got there or how we just left, all I know is I made a point as to how in the world are we not going to get caught with two dead bodies? It was I forgot that I am responsible for taking the two dead bodies completely wrapped up, gone down, clean, clean in the back of a trunk and taking it to, you know, the woods that Skeeter. Me yeah, yeah. Skeeter was. Yeah. Um, OK, so wait, Tara's with Otto. This is where we get to this really strange scene. Um, I never had a scene with Otto. Did you? No. Yeah, me neither. Um, I don't know. I don't get on your knees. Like I, I, I don't know. Um, I get it. It's weird. Very close talking. Very odd. Um, you're 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 hitting it right out of the park. Sure. The the only thing I did feel with what you just said though is it's. It just creeped me out. It's yeah. so scary. Like at any moment, how would she not be with a guard? I I, I don't know. Why is why. the guard outside? The why is he outside? Call me if you need. What? It's too late. It's not lawyer. He's Jack the Ripper. He'll fucking yeah. rip her to shreds. Yeah. It's not lawyer stuff. It's like doctor stuff. I, yeah, I don't. It was, but scary. So, okay. So that's just a weird scene. Don't know. Um, Gemma yeah, calls Clay because Unser's not answering. Uh-huh. So it's almost like Clay's plan is kind of working, right? He's getting intertwined into people's lives again. He's starting to be around. He's kind of showing up. We see that quick, but we cut back to the prison guard. And this is where I have to give so much credit to the writers who have decided to come up with this. And I think it's an amazing TIG moment. And I'm going to tell you why. You went up to find a 
a pipe Pipe. of some type. And you came back with a hammer and a globe. And there was a little bit of like kid kind of thing when you handed the globe where you were like, but then I found this. And everyone's eyes kind of lit up a little like, oh, this is fun. Like, cause it is, I don't care who you are. I don't care how old you are. Yeah. I don't care how old snow globes are. They've been around since, I don't even know. It's got to be the 1800s, maybe even before that. Ever. There's something cool about a snow globe that when you hold it, you shake it up, no matter who you are, and you just stare at it for a minute. You get lost in this world of a snow globe. It's the greatest thing at Christmas. It's the fucking greatest thing. You shake them and you look and you see the snow because it's never going to fall the same way. It's always going to fall a different way. And the music music plays. Yeah. And It's a Small World is such a fucking weird song at that moment. But the way Tig hands it to him, it's like the hammer wasn't even an option. It's like (laughs) there is this. It's so easy for Tig. He's always looking for something that's more fun. More. How about kill him with this? What do you think? (sighs) Be and kind it could of have shattered, could have shattered. Like you, it's just so heavy. Snow globes are fucking. Oh, and that was a big one too. That's yeah. One. So the guy's pleading for his life. Jax does say, "I got this." You heard him say that. Yeah. Mimicking the opie line. Yeah. Um, and then he beats him mercilessly with the fucking globe. And <laughs> I, you know, again uncalled for i don't know i don't, I don't know it, i don't think it was uncalled for i think it matched opie i think, I think it, in the story it's not uncalled for no i no, that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is he hit him 42 times was holy that uncalled shit for? like i love i didn't love anything but my point is as the scene what he did to the man who he thought was really responsible for killing opie and he, and he warned him i'm gonna find you i'm gonna kill you and he does and here we are and it's the moment and as an audience, you know, this is going to go down, but how? And Jax, I guess the reason why he kept going this was for Bobby to pull him off. Like, because he would have just kept going and going and going and going. I think, um, I think Kurt liked to push the line right to the end. Where was the point where FX or Fox or somebody was going to watch it and go, maybe three less? I think you're fucking right. Bro. And I think he went as far as, as close as he can to the line where someone yeah. said, maybe we leave out the last two. Yeah. Hits. Yeah. No, I think that's absolutely true. I just wrote down Jesus violence. Like, woof. well, then we go to TIG uh, to drop the bodies and you say a really cool line there where you say that was really good for me. Yeah. It's interesting. It was really good for me. I released some things. <laughs> Is that, where, is that where Tommy gives me a little kiss in the yeah. cheek? Yeah. What a great move by Tommy, by the way, to make that a choice. And Tommy on that day, I, I remember he, it worked so fucking well that he wanted to do it again. Give me another one. And I went, <laughs> we can kiss after work if you want. Like, yeah. Wait, we're trailers yeah. right next to each a other. Trailer, I'm always beside you and Theo. Yeah. Come on. But we, no, Tommy. You know, and you know this, bro. I mean, he has a way of knowing when you have a chance to get warm or or something or noticing something. Uh, Chibs would would be right there saying it. Like what? His instincts are off the charts as an actor. Some yeah. people, some people live and create a scene before they get into it, and I think that's a, a problem. Yeah. Um, Tommy seems to be creating the scene while he's in it. It, 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 and it. And it did. And he put his arm around me and he was sort of, sort of close to me. And how you doing? I really need. And he packed me right in the cheek. Yeah. Like, anyway, good for him. Good and for him. That, so yeah. now Tara's going to pick up the kids. Yeah. Um, and while she's going to pick them up, right, Gemma's there playing yeah. with those kids. And, and, and that's a really just little quick scene. We go back to, uh, and you see in the weight of everything Tara had to deal with. But now we go back to Jax with Pope. Yeah. And that's when Pope gives him this, you know, kind of wisdom, the Buddha wisdom of look inside. You know, it's look inside your own team, ultimately, assures yeah. him that these home invasions that we're really building up. They're not him. Not They're not him. Nope. So we go to this really good scene. I'm going to tell you why I think this is a really good scene. Gemma runs into uncertainty. 
in the hospital that's right yeah it's a really there's a lot of layers to this scene this is a great scene by the way it's like a roller coaster ride she's in a rush yeah looking for someone he doesn't want to talk to her she says hey hey so here we go we're going to jump on the ride strap in right pull the bar close we're going on this ride and what happens is he's got all this underlying issue about nero she doesn't know what the fuck's going on no nope. scenes in the world are when someone knows something the other person doesn't because like, they don't know what you're talking about anyway. Right. For sure. What, yeah. what, what is going on here? Yeah. And then she kind of gets it out of him. And he's like a pound dog. You know, I always say that like, uh, like the old school version, he's like a rescue puppy. Like he just wants affection and he wants it from her. Right. And then he tells her the worst thing I think that you can say to a person in this. Oh my God. I don't know exactly what you're going to say. Like, I think that that is the worst thing you can say to a human being, not, not a curse word, not a whatever, not all the words that people get offended by. I think the worst thing you can say to someone in this lifetime is you're going to die alone. Yeah. We all die alone. We all do die alone, but do we die alone? Yeah, when he gives her a chance to have a conversation a little bit early and she sloughs it off as to, Wayne, what's wrong? What's wrong? He goes, you've got no friends, Gemma. You just have people who do shit for you. Oh, fuck. You've got no friends. All you've got is people. And he's one of those guys who does shit for her, but she kissed him to get something from him last season, whenever that was, whenever that little kiss was. And Good for fucking answer, man. You're going to, you're going to fucking die alone. Just like me. Whoa. Whoa, Theo. It's horrible. Before we go to season seven, son. Yeah. He's on. Now, something now you think about it, he's on to something, but man. on something. And he, and he pushed the button on her. So. Great scene. Now we go to Roosevelt being crazy in his Jeep Cherokee. He attacks the club. Yeah. And he says, I'm going to crush your club. Yeah. Jax tries to make a truce. It's not going to work. He's in pain. Bobby goes flying off the bike. Yeah. Um, That bike's down now. Right. And and, uh, I think he's been trying to get rid of that bike for probably since season one. We had that old, old beat up. Goddamn. Look beautiful. Big eight bars. Huh? Look beautiful. Looked beautiful, but it never really ran. And that, that one was destroyed when I, you know, was in the hospital with him and and those bounty hunters. That episode, that, that, that bike, bike was yeah. gone. Yeah. Now this one's gone. He never liked this one either. No. So he gets a third one. I think Bobby I mean, he gets. likes those big bikes like you yeah. like. Electric bikes, um, yeah. Yeah. So now we go to uh, Clay and Nero meet up at the house. It's a Oh, and can I just say one more thing? But it's can great. Say one yeah. more thing about that. Fist to cuff with Roosevelt. And I want that. Yeah. I want everyone to understand that the reason why it went that way is so that when we cut back, they had already had the conversation that his wife is dead, mm. that she's gone. We didn't have to relive that. So they, 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 they get some punches in some cra- boom, cut out of the scene. And then when we come back, they've already they've had, already had the, the, yeah, off screen. So, it's an off screen and it's just, it's good to expedite the storytelling. So that's why that happened. Yeah. And um, I agree. That's because you think like, how would they know? And the only other way would be if someone like Gemma no, ha- called yeah. Jax or texted. Yeah. No, it happened right there. And he told them and, and he goes further and says, as you just said, I'm going to crush your club. So now we get to Gemma at the, well, no, I'm sorry. Clay and Nero meet up at the house. It's a super short scene, but it's really good. It's really Wasn't good. It good? Yeah. It's a really good scene. Clay's really good in this episode. So good. Yeah. Ron's really good in this episode. Um, it's just them walking into that living room, got the table between them, kind of. And when he, I mean, you want to talk about having something over on someone. When you say, I took care of that body for you, it's like, you see it on Nero's face where he's just like, holy oh, shit. Holy shit. Be careful what I say next. Be careful. Be careful how I tread yeah. here. Be careful because he's got me dead to rights, basically. Yeah. In any way. Um, I love the scene. It's a short scene. I just I I love the scene too. And and I loved how honest Nero, when Clay goes, You can see my old lady again. Like, are you gonna and and he literally says, I, 
I, I don't know. He doesn't and know anything at that that's moment. That's the truth. Yeah, he doesn't know anything. His half-sister, who is kind of in love with him, ooh, blows a blow right in front of him. He'll ooh. have that for the rest of his life in his memory bank. Now, Clay, the husband of Gemma, who he's told not to, you know, stoop anymore. Um, he's coming to the house, done some dirty work for for. Oh, young. and he got rid of the body of his half-sister. <laughs> and he got rid of the body of his half-sister. Complicated stuff, bro. And he lost his brothel or whatever it was, and he's got to build a new one. Yep. Because he loves Nero's got a lot going on. Yeah, he does. So Jem is at the bar drinking alone. Here we go. I do love seeing anybody from Sons outside in public. So I kind of was enjoying this. So do I. I was hoping she would have an interaction with the bartender. I was hoping someone would say somebody. Yeah. Hey, Gemma. Haven't seen you in a while. I was hoping for one of those. Hey, Gemma. I haven't seen you at the drugstore in quite a while. Where you been? I brought my car in the other day. You weren't there. I would have liked like something like that. Something. Yeah. Hey, they got to fix the candy machine at TM. And she's like, fuck off. Like something. (laughs) Just something. Right. So then uh, she's there alone. We see. Can I I just add? That is why they didn't do that great suggestion that you had, because Unser just said, you're going to end up alone. alone. And that scene was all about, guess what? Alone. You're fucking alone. Yeah, yeah go, right. go ahead. But it would have been fun. It would have so, been funny as shit. Tara's with Bobby and Jackson. Everyone's lying to each other. Why is Tara lying now? Everybody's lying. Why? Don't know. Because she couldn't do it? Because she didn't come through with it? or Maybe. She got the wrong answers from Otto, or maybe, so- maybe. Does she try again? I think so. Yeah, I think she does. I think so too. I think you know some bad shit goes down. All right, yeah, yeah. All right. So then good. we get back to Gemma at the bar, and she's with Joel McHale. Do you know who Joel is? I do. I recognize his face right away. Is he used to host the soup. Is he the know? only? This is the only scene that he did for us. No, he comes back the entire next episode. Oh. Okay, there you go. So apparently there's something going on. We're going to find out, but he has a big okay, role you where go. you guys go and track him down. Again, I'm guessing. So. Uh, oh, fuck me. Yeah. There's something going on with you guys oh, yeah. on the side of the road. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's all I remember because yeah. it was in Entertainment Weekly or something. So Gemma's no, at the bar true. with Joel. Yeah. I, again, I don't know because I wasn't there. Um, he was also on a good show called Community. But that's a quick scene. He's doing all that creepy mom stuff. And then we get to Juice dropping Clay off. We have that scene that we spoke about earlier. I hated driving that van more than anything. Why? You know what? I got to tell you something about me. I drive a giant truck in real life. Yeah. Um, that's about the size I kind of like is, uh, and I know that sounds weird to even say that, but like this, I drive, uh, you know, like a Z71, like a big Tahoe. Um I don't like vans. I don't like Winnebago's. I know you, you know, one day we'll get into that story. <laughs> well, the first thing you know, we'll get through there. I got my Winnebago over there. Uh, I just you know don't you're a like geezer those when you buy a Winnebago. I just don't like those. I don't like those. I don't like big things, like big trucks, because I just don't trust anybody on the road. With the van, the windows were blacked out on the back of the van. Yeah, couldn't see a fucking thing. Couldn't see out of your rear view. You had to see nighttime shit, man. Couldn't see a god nothing. So I hated driving it because they always made me drive it at night. And I said, (laughs) this fucking man is so unsafe. So I hated it. So we drop him off. Um, We have our little thing quick. Juice really wasn't in the episode. And he walks in. And I guess one more thing. Yeah. That we never brought up halfway through this episode when I think Clay's talking to Gemma and he says juice is the only one I trust oh yeah yeah he said that so like that was a night and we've got to bring it up because that body because it was all off screen but juice apparently helped with the body and he tells him in the van you did good tonight and it's the truth I know he knows juice Maybe, you know, it's another reason why you voted with Clay. I don't know. It's great. It's great. It's just we'll see where that goes. But he's he's manipulated. Yeah, probably. He's manipulated. It's why he called him to do the body. It's why that he's with him. He's manipulated. He gets a vote at the table. Clay's not stupid. 
he's not stupid. And he, and, and this is where, okay, we're getting right up to now. That's right. Where he, uh, he fucking, are we there now? Where he rips? Yeah. Yeah. He turns into John Wayne. Oh, the guns are on auctions off. Yeah. He's got the stride back. Hits Greg, the peg right in the face. Hits Greg, the peg. Right, right in this beat. And he's ready to go. And all of a sudden it was like Mufasa, like the lion jumps in and you go, oh shit. We know first of all, you'd have to be an idiot to not know it's the nomads at this yeah. point. So we know it's the nomads, we've confirmed. I told you not to kill her. And we also see that Clay is in perfect health. Yeah. And here we go. How does this fucking end? How does it end? <laughs> Kim, How well, I know that I'm who lives, on, who dies. I was on Discord with our, our beautiful peeps this morning, and they are going kind of ballistic, ballistic to hear about this one. And they're actually loving this season so much. They are just, they, it's crazy. The show's crazy. It really is. And I got to tell you, you know, I know these full episodes are, are seen on our subscription channel, and, uh, you know, um, we do these very super long clips on um on our YouTube channel, the video ones, and then obviously the the episodes available on audio for free everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's been so much fun, and just having these, you know, like I said, it does feel like I'm rediscovering this new show. There was a moment where last night it felt like the show was more current to me, meaning that yeah. like, the way it looked. Um, yeah. It didn't look like those old cameras we shot on. Everybody kind of looked good. Jax, there was a scene with Jax and Roosevelt where they're outside and, you know, Jax has got the one, you know, black and blue eye and the black eye. And he's look, looks so good. He looks like a fucking movie J- James star. Dean, man. I yeah, mean, Steve like a movie McQueen. Star. Steve McQueen. Tells you him, don't, don't you ever do that again. Yeah. And it felt like a film last night. Like when I was watching it, I was like, I am so fucking engaged that there was a point where I had to like get up and hit the bathroom. And I was like, I got to pause it. I can't oh, even we, listen we to did. it. We, start, we, we started to get our stride halfway through season four and it went right into five, six and seven. It even gets better. Yeah. Looking. It's crazy. It just looks beautiful. It's yeah. so cinematic and the performances are super tight. There's not a fucking false moment. No, there's not a, they're every character that speaks, even if it's as little as filthy Phil voting. Yes. In the thing, everyone was on their game. Game, Yeah. Not like you with electronics and technology. I've had a good day today, though. <laughs> You've had well, your camera, this new. Camera I, I have a new camera. You're not seeing this. This is worth if you're subscription. not joining. This is worth the five bucks. This. this is worth five bucks. A month to see I, this for an whew. hour. Like, how wow. good do I look? Wow. I mean, this is sideways. 2K, 4K, 16K. <laughs> Can't believe it. No, um, for you to even start the day off before everyone joined here and going, wait a minute. What the fuck is going oh, on? Oh, when you camera? came on, this is your new camera day. What is it? I just show up. What kind of was you went? I might get that. Like, yeah, you got a white background now. I always usually look better than you. You always look like you're on the road. Well, no, no. This just happens to be my little stopover four day thing, um, you know, and then I'm you're on the run to, again. I'm on the run on the road again. On the road. I again. got my baby Kimbo on the road, road again. again. That's me. When I'm driving down these roads, I always sing that song. Country road. Take me home. <laughs> You know, place know. I belong, West Virginia. That's where I always stop. Mountain mama, <laughs> take me home, country road. John That's Denver. Right. Well, I'm going to go continue. Hey, John Denver, see you, buddy. Hey, man. See you later, bud. I love hey, you. Um, here's call the deal. Me later. Let me know what's yeah. happening with you. Know what? Wink, I wink, will. nudge, nudge. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Let's see what the fuck is going on. We'll I fucking love it. tonight. Let I me know. know. Love hey, you, Meg. Uh, I'm going to hit stop because I think uh, just so everybody knows we got to do some greetings quick. So I'm hitting okay. stop. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory pod, hashtag theory pod, capital T-H-E-O, small R-Y, capital P-O-D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, 
This life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example. Um, and let's keep making a difference. All right. All right. Hey, yo. Shout out to my crew, the Theory Team. The team, okay? Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash, to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire theory team. Uh, or as we say in New York, big up, um, incredible people, incredible humans. And I'm fortunate and proud to have them.